Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and I'm your host, Eleanor Dooley. And if you're seeking a deeper understanding of your body and how your hormone health relates to how you feel, you are in the right place. As a functional medicine nutritionist, I specialize in holistic hormone health for women. And I take the latest research, my clinical expertise, and my own personal experiences and create a safe space for you to learn and stay curious. Remember, this podcast provides information and inspiration. It is not for medical diagnosis or for treatments. So if you have any questions, please reach out, but consult your doctor before making any changes. Now, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Hi, everybody. I'm back. I know a lot of you have been wondering, where the heck am I? Where is she? What is she doing? Um, I just have had a lot going on in my life. And I'm so happy to be back podcasting and talking to more people about hormone health and doing better in our lives and in our bodies. So this season, this is my season three, um, which I'm super excited. This is going to be episode 33. I'm going to focus this, I don't know, this season on uh, detoxing the body. And this can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And there's a lot of different ways to detox. There's the traditional detoxes that we see on TikTok and Instagram. Those are not the ones I'm going to be discussing. What I'm going to be talking about is the influence of toxins in our bodies, in our minds, in our spirits, in our souls, and what we can do to better ourselves and prepare ourselves for when toxins are incoming. Because living in the modern world, let's face it, we're not living in bubbles and we are exposed to things that maybe we wouldn't choose but we don't have a choice all the time i mean it can be the water that we drink the air that we breathe the food that we eat so having a better awareness of the influence of the ingredients and the things that come into contact with our bodies and that we absorb 
is really powerful in protecting yourself. So to open up this season, we're going to be talking with one of my spirit angels. Her name is Brittany Carmichael. If you are local to the Dallas Fort Worth area, I'm sure you know her. She does amazing work. Um, she does, she considers herself a light worker and she has fabulous full moon ceremonies, um, new moon ceremonies. And, um, you'll hear all the good, great things that she has to share. But the reason I invited her on the podcast was because I really had a connection with her perspective of energy and going from a place of low vibe, which all of us have been there at some point. Um, I went through uh, recently a pretty low, low period myself and just having the tools available to me to dig myself out and do it efficiently and quickly was really the most powerful thing that I could have done. And she was a part of that. So I invited her on to share that story with you. And if it resonates with you, I would love to know. And um, she's sharing so many gifts on this and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, everybody. I have a special treat today. I don't have very many guests, but when Brittany Carmichael um, offered to come on the show and talk to you guys, I was super excited because I'm really intrigued with the concept of mental and spiritual health and wellness and um, what those patterns um, how those patterns are influenced by past traumas, adverse experience, and learned behaviors. And so she is the expert on transforming yourself from feeling the lows and to getting you to up level to the highs. So welcome, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me, Eleanor. I'm so just excited and passionate about the work that you're doing in the world and how beautifully it aligns with the mission that I'm on to empower and inspire women to really get over their fears and start falling in love with themselves. And it, it, it's more than just a phrase. It has, you know, a fundamental baseline to that. And there's a solid foundation to self-love and it certainly doesn't happen overnight. So I love all the different approaches and takes on how we can just better ourselves in a way that creates um, opportunity for more expansion and elevation. So love it. I'm so excited. To yeah, be I love it because I, for the past few years, have been focused on the physical healing. And in the last year or two, I really started tapping into my own spirituality and up-leveling from that respect. And when I met you, I went to one of your full moon ceremonies and was just so struck by the deep passion um, within me that I didn't even know was there for up leveling and letting go of stupid shit that keeps us stuck. Um, and one of the stories that really resonated with me was you said, and uh, this is how I wrote it. You lovingly referred to yourself in the past as bitchney. <laughs> and um, are you able to reflect on the aspects of your childhood, adolescence, um, and that created this protective persona for you? And 
how that translated into being Bichney for however many years, and then what woke you up to the to the ability to transform? My God. So whoever's listening, can you please transcribe it? Because it sounds like I'm about to give you my freaking biography. Um, but yes, I, here's the thing. When you talk about like past trauma in your childhood, it goes even deeper than that. I mean, I'm processing the loss of my cat, which is a deeper reflection of a past life trauma of losing a child at a young age that I didn't know that I would feel so deeply and not wanting to have children in this life, not knowing where that pain came from and then having it unearthed by a fucking cat. Like, are you kidding me? Like it just, it it goes so deep beyond just our childhood. But in this lifetime, I can say that growing up in a small country town, like hello, Farmersville, Texas, I was a superstar in a shoved in a square shaped box. And that created a lot of tension in who I knew I was and could be and capable of, but in, you know, you're only capable of growing to the environment that you're put in. And my environment had a lot of anger in it. It had a lot of, um, it had a lot of drugs. It had a lot of bullshit. We don't have to go into the depths of that. A lot of hashtag me too, you know, things like that, that really inspired me to pull my power back in, shove it into that box and live up to the labels that others and myself have given me along this journey. And I think my mom's massive stroke in 2012 that paralyzed her served as my first wake up call followed by a near death experience of my own uh, within just a few months as that uh, basically awareness shift of saying, Hey girl, like you got to pay attention. There's things happening in your life. And um, through those traumatic experiences, I was able to reflect and realize that we talk to ourselves, that we make pictures in our mind and that our self love is only capable, just like our environment to expand to the level of which we give it the worth and value that we treat ourselves with. And when my husband asked me, who's a hypnotist, that's the other part of the healing mushrooms and hypnosis. (laughs) Um, but when my husband asked me, honey, do you talk to yourself? No. Are you kidding me? It took years for me to realize that I was talking to myself and the things that I were saying were fucking awful. I was not my own best friend. I was beating myself up. I was speaking words that reflected feelings from past relationships or authority figures that um, said things that, you know, weren't loving or weren't appreciative. And those were the foundation that I was living on my values, my worth, my self-care, just literally my money mindset, like all of it was stemmed from the shaping of myself. And if you want the science on that, your, your critical factor, you could call it your ego isn't developed until about age 11 or 12. And so anything that gets imprinted into the mind from womb to about that age gets set into the DNA, set into the mindset system as if it is the core belief. And that's what you operate off of. So think back to, I mean, this is what's cool about the show. I'm about to go off girl. (laughs) This is what is cool about the chakra system. That's why I brought you. (laughs) That's the modality of healing that I have um, really found like to be the basis of everything, all the branches of healing that I do kind of stem back to, well, what part of the body is affected? What dis-ease from emotional trauma is causing that? And how can we, you know, heal the emotional pattern so that we can, the physical pattern will follow because that's how it starts. So for me, what I was learning in the chakra work is that things that happen to us in our developmental years also affect the chakra system and the energy that 
it's associated with. So for me, when I was about eight, I was sexually abused in my throat chakra area, which led to me not telling the truth. I was a constant liar. I was mean. I was judgmental. I never allowed love to come out because I was so damaged in my throat chakra. And you think back to like, just even the womb you from womb to six months, my mom was beat to death like almost to death by my alcoholic, abusive biological father. And so what, guess what happened when I came out of the womb, I came out with my umbilical cord wrapped around my throat. I, and I did some inner child work that went back to saying I could feel mom's pain. I tried not to incarnate. I mean, holy fuck. So all the things that happened to us in childhood imprint into our system that we have to at some point use our free will to make a decision and say, I'm going to end that karmic story, which what are the beautiful odds that we would be having this conversation on a super blue full moon in Pisces? Like, holy smokes, this is the day to end all karmic stories that you were born to. So everything, all the lessons that your soul chose to come here and, and experience in this moment, this is the day. This is the turning point where we just burn that bullshit away. We say, I recognize, I forgive, I accept, and I'm ready to move forward with a new future and a new vision. And I'll take the wisdom and the lessons and the courage and the vulnerability, the resilience, all the beautiful things that came from all that pain and trauma. I'm going to use that now as fuel. And that's the turning point in my story. I realized that when I could look at the past pains and shadows of my life and realize that it, without that me too uh, moment, I wouldn't overcome speaking up for myself and advocating for others that maybe don't have a voice just yet. So I look back and turned all those lessons into what were the valuable pieces of courage and, and things that are developed in your character that can never be taken away. We can have money and we can have cars and we can have Instagram to 30,000 followers get deleted last year. You know, I've been through it, but what can't be taken away from you is what those pains and traumas help to develop on the other side. And it's up to you to look at it from a new perspective. And that's where I think a lot of the mindset work has to, has to play a part. We can master our body all day long, but have you met those people? We were just talking about it this morning. Like some people get so psycho about their, their physical health that they don't even consider that their mental health is playing a massive part in the body's responding to that mental energy. Yeah, it's so easy in our society to either be sold to or be told, right? Um, In this sort of gaslighting nature of that's not really what you're feeling. What you're feeling is this, and this is how we can fix it. And um, to your point of, you said you have the free will to change the, the thought patterns. So can you give us a glimmer of what that actually is for a woman that either understands her suffering and pain, whether it's from childhood. Um, I recently was doing some deep soul work and uncovered sexual abuse that I didn't even remember. And um, so moving through that pain and the the protection of forgetting, um, I wasn't able to really connect with it. And, you know, I had healers and helpers tell me I have to let it go. So like, what exactly, I guess, does it mean to let go? Mm, That's such a deep question. I feel like surrender is the word that comes to mind, like a true trusting and full faith that knowing that nothing lasts in this journey. And that if it's meant to leave your life, 
or or you're meant or you're going through this you just have to understand that it is a part of the process i kind of live my life by it's either all a miracle and a blessing or it's not and i can't i can't half ass it i have to be one or the other so for me when it comes to letting go it's knowing that acceptance in suffering and when you can accept what is the things outside of your personal control then that's where you find that freedom in surrender in saying you know what i can only control my response to the situation i can only control my attitudes i can only control what's with internally happening to me and how i visualize think respond and feel to this and if you can't control it outside of yourself that's where that surrendering in a trust process has to come from like it, and that's where i think you'd start to develop faith which before this whole magical i talked to dead people psychic shit i was like fuck that i came i grew up christian and my dad was a preacher and i'm like get me out of here like no fucking thank you and my husband just asked with the passing of our cat, he's like, do you feel like you've gotten like more? Cause we've always called ourselves spiritual after the, like through that awakening, like we're spiritual, but not religious and in no way am I religious. But he said, do you feel like you're developing a deeper faith? Like right now. And I told him like, when you go through witnessing, losing a parent, which I just went through two years ago, when you witness losing a fur child, well, furless in my case, um, <laughs> when you go through these terrible pains of loss you don't have a fucking choice and that's what I keep telling myself I don't have a choice he had to go that it was his timing and it's the stories and the pictures that we make from the past that create that um, emotional uh, dis-ease in the moment yeah. because only what is happening in this present moment is real. So when I start thinking about pictures of noodles or how it's going to be never and all the things, then I'm creating pictures of something that's in the past or I'm creating a scenario of what I don't want in the future. And when I find myself in the present moment, like doing these podcasts, which I've said no to a few this week that were already on the schedule, but where I felt safe, I said yes, so that I could find that balance of being able to be in the present moment and not constantly in the grieving process. And I think when it comes to letting go, we've got to change the stories that we make in our mind. And that is the shift that just to give an example where I'm at currently, I mean, the stories I was making is the nevers. I'm never going to get to hug him again, or I'm never going to get to, he's never going to sit in my lap when I pull cards again. He's, I went through those stories. And now today my stories are, wow, I'm so thankful that I got this time with him. I'm so thankful he gave us this extra time. I'm so thankful that he he was with us during that decade of fucking self-discovery and crazy shit. Like how much did he soak up of our, of us, you know, like, yeah. so the stories that I'm making in my mind are shifting. So that shifts the way that we feel. And when we talk about letting go, we're just letting go of what doesn't feel good. Otherwise we'd want to keep it. That's amazing because even as you were speaking, I just felt, and maybe the listeners felt um, the shift in energy. Like when we say, oh, I'm never going to have a, a relationship with a, my fur baby like that again. Or the, it, we're talking in the, you're right, the, the toxic, um, you know, the, those feelings take root in, in our psyche and our unconscious mind. And, um, and, and we, we basically have the same sentiment, but it's in, in a loving, receptive manner. And you can share that with others. You can also share the toxicity, which is super important to give that gift to other people. Do you want to share disease and toxicity, or do you want to share love? And, um, and even out of situations that suck, 
really suck. Um, finding that little kernel of, um, why did that happen to me? But not, why did that happen to me? You know, it's same words, subtle energy shift that is so powerful for us to continue in the now and the future. I agree. I, well, there's, there's no future. It's just the now sis, but I, I feel like, I mean, if you really think about it, um, I, I knew that shift happened for me and it's relatively quickly because I've been through a lot of trauma. I've been through a lot of pain. I have the tools to cope. Like I know what to do. And I know when it comes up, I got to just let it go in the moment. I don't repress. I don't hold back. So if I bust out in tears while I'm making breakfast, like I honor that. And we just, we just eat it with the tears, salty breakfast. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. (laughs) I love that. I was going to say the shift that I, I knew that I made just this week was when I asked myself the question, what good can come from this? What good can come from this? And that was that shift of me going, well, now I'm devastated about this loss, but I know that that opening is a new, you know, that ending is a new beginning for the next chapter. Yeah. And I've often asked myself when I'm close to rock bottom, I've only hit a few times, which don't want to revisit. But when I'm there, um, you know, I, I ask the spiritual universe, whatever you believe in, um, you know, am I going through this to teach and, and care for somebody else? Because on the other side, I'm going to have the strength to walk someone else through it. And that has actually manifested itself um, in my marriage and, and with close friends. And it's just such a powerful, um, empowering feeling for me as a woman, a wife, a friend, a mom to go, I can be empathetic. I'm, I'm a highly sensitive person <laughs> as it is. So I have to protect my own energy, but that empathic energy of, I know I, I feel this with you and I will hold space for you. And, you know, I, I th- secretly thank the universe that like, I know the other side of this. So I'm giving you hope and inspiration to get through it. Yeah. I I think I kind of feel like I almost have a cheat code, which is why I feel um, empowered to accept the mission in which I, I, the gifts that I was blessed with. I don't know. I don't know how you want to phrase that without sounding like, you know, what the fuck, but um, I feel like I have this just hack in that I can communicate with past loved ones through the development of my psychic abilities over the last decade, well, lifetimes really, but just consciously studying, practicing, having so many different souls where I'm like, I didn't even want to be involved in this. And I'm involved in this, like where you know that you're this channel for the other side. For me, I feel so blessed and lucky to know that it never ends. Nothing, nothing lasts in the physical, but the energy is always just transmuted. It's never destroyed. So I feel very, very blessed in knowing that I have that connection to the other side. And tonight when we pick up his ashes, I'll be doing a a hypnosis guided meditation to go talk to him. You know, like you got to relax yourself to a deep state of relaxation to be able to access like alpha brainwave state so that you can have those high level communications with angels or, and you know, if I would have heard me saying this 10 years ago, I would have been like, bitch, are you kidding me right now? Like, no, like, what is she even saying? But all I can speak on is my experience and the experience that I've, that has happened for hundreds and thousands of women through the last 10 plus years of me doing this work. But I feel like 
you know, I don't be sad because I can hear them. I can see what's happening. Not to the fullest extent. I still, you know, every night come to my dreams now, bitch. Like I want you, I, I want it now, but, um, I think it's important for us to know that when you're open to listening and hearing and just trying something different. I think curiosity is the thing that has allowed me to expand and be okay with losing, not just things that we love, but our businesses or a a house or just things that maybe aren't as deep as like the loss of a loved one, which obviously we all are going to go through that. But every time we let go of something or even ourself, an old past version of ourself, grief is a part of that process. And I feel like if we could just be curious enough to explore and not push it away, um, to dive into it, to, to not bottle it up. I think the, I think that's the biggest lesson is there's of course always hope and you can find yourself a great medium and have those those moments of like confirmation, like, holy shit, like, this is my person. I know like that energy is still connected, but you know, it starts with the signs. It starts with deciding what sign is going to represent those past loved ones. And, you know, it could be pennies or feathers or rainbows, but I think if you just start getting curious and start asking questions rather than staying so stuck in our beliefs, that's going to help to open up the doorway for transformation to happen. And what would you, so you read tarot cards, you do um, intuitive actions, whether that's um, tapping into energy. Um, Like I, I don't necessarily have any loved ones that have passed that I feel super connected to. So how would you approach somebody who's like, I don't know, does somebody want to talk to me? How do you... is that a thing or does it have to be, you know, your grandmother that raised you that you loved or, you know what I mean? Like, how does that energy work? Yeah, no. And first of all, fuck yeah, that you have no one that has passed over that you're connected to so deeply because in this life, right? Yeah. I was going to say that you haven't had to feel that just yet. So I'm very grateful for you. Um, but the thing is, it's not just your, your grandmother who raised you, which funny enough, thanks for channeling her. She's tattooed on my (laughs) wrist. Um, (laughs) uh, it it, it could be your ancestors. It could be your spirit guides. You have a whole team, a whole team of people on the other side. And when I first heard this concept, I'm like, you know, that sounds cool, but also like, no, like that just seems like bullshit. So for me, I just started with small tests. Like, can you please show me a sign? And and what I always like to recommend when you're asking for a sign is decide what the sign is first. That way your logical brain isn't like, am I making this up? See, I just, I'm just making it all up. Right. That's when, you know, your intuition was right. When your logical brain kicks in is like, what? that doesn't make sense. It must be some bullshit because intuition is knowing beyond logic. We cannot use our logical mind. So use your logical mind to make the symbol so that you can appease her or him or whatever you, they, they whatever you want to call your brain. And that way, that way, you know, without a doubt, like there's no way this is possible. That was the sign I chose. That's the specific song. Pink cars were my sign. Like, no way I'm going to see a pink car. And oh my God, if I don't see the pink cars during massive times of funeral on the way to a funeral pink car pulls up in front of us like just so many times where you're like that shouldn't be here right now but it is so you have to get specific on what your sign is and as you develop your skills and your language your intuitive language with yourself and with 
others things out there, then you will start to be able to interpret that everything's a sign. Every bit of nature, every message, every word, everything coming into your reality has meaning, but we just don't know how to apply it. And just obviously sharing your wisdom, uh, you're so practiced at being able to be clear and specific. And I think that's so encouraging for women. And um, can you share a little bit about your shine school and like what women are like, it sounds cool, but what it, what is it? What is it? What do I do? What's yeah. going to happen? <laughs> And, and here's the thing. It, I always say self-love doesn't happen overnight. Neither does building your muscle of intuition. It's a lifelong commitment and it, it's a journey. And I think that when we can give up the idea of perfectionism and just embrace embodying who we authentically are and giving ourselves permission to discover, well, what is that? You know, working behind the chair for over 17 years, listening to how women think and feel about themselves has taught me a lot about one, the stories that we tell ourselves. But two, when I started asking the question, what are you passionate about? Because I've, I've always just beat to my own drum, followed my passion, pink hair since I was in high school, like just not given a fuck about what other people think, I think is lifetimes of developing that, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and it also gives me the ability to help inspire. Now I went through a lot of like shutting it down and not being kind to myself so I can empathize and understand what women are going through. So paired with my own healing self-discovery journey of turning self-hatred of bitchney who, you know, you asked earlier, built a lot of walls of protection because as an empath and a highly sensitive person and being in an environment of anger, it did not feel good in my body. So I disconnected from all that, built up all the walls, created all kinds of fat cells to just protect me emotionally, stored everyone else's problems in my hips, you know, like all of that journey led me to understand, well, I'm not the only one that feels this way. Thousands of women over 17 years have sat in my chair, come to the gatherings and every single story is completely different, but the theme is the same. I feel alone. I don't love and accept myself. There's things that are, you know, there's things that I want to let go, of, but I don't know how. And so I've just made it my own personal mission, one highlight at a time. And that turned into retreats and events and whole online courses. And I never planned to do any of that. My husband, many years ago, just like he asked, do you talk to yourself? He also said, babe, I just had a vision of you. I was getting ready for work one morning, putting on my makeup. He said, babe, I had a vision of you. You're going to be on stage empowering women. I yelled at him. I said, fuck no, I'm a hairdresser. I'm just going to do hair. Don't talk to me like that. And oh my God, it wasn't until I was sitting on or standing on stage at the, in Zion National Park with fucking Sam via the top educator in the hair industry and we're empowering the women at this retreat. I'm like, Oh my God, he was right. <laughs> like, Oh my God. So it was my own self-love journey, hating myself so much that I, when I started learning the tools, because you know, you change for one of two reasons, you are either sick of suffering or you learn new information. And I did both. I was so fucking sick of suffering. I had a near death experience that gave me no choice watching my mom have a stroke, be paralyzed, learn how to talk, walk and all the things again. And when she finally recovered enough to speak, she said, I said, why did you do this to yourself, mom? I just watched the secret. I was learning manifestation that we attract our reality. So I'm like, why'd you do this? What'd you do? She said, because everybody needed something from me. And that is when I had to take personal responsibility and say, holy shit, I'm following in the same footsteps. I'm an overgiving empath, hairdresser, 
just like my mom, I have to do something different. My weight is out of control. My mind is out of control. My negative self-talk is out of control. Everything is out of control in my life. Although I'm following my passions and doing the thing I love behind the chair, everything else seems like shit. And I couldn't understand why. So learning new information, thank God I'm married to an Aquarius who's a hypnotist, who's weird as fuck and into like extreme modalities. And I am wild enough Libra to just say, let's go. And we spent over 10 years, hell, we're still experimenting to this day, but we've spent the last decade plus of uh, pff, shit wrong. Year 17. Are you kidding me? Dang, I'm getting older. <laughs> um, we have spent this entire time trying to figure out this, the, the keys to transformation, the tools to transformation. How do we take all the pain? Cause like his story blows mine out of the water of trauma. And like, how do we take all the pain that we've gone through and transform that? And as we've done that, people have witnessed our journey and said, what are you doing? We started noticing that people would bring journals over to our house, like our friends, like taking notes, like, what are you eating? How do you cook it? No microwave. What's happening? Vegan? What? Like, what are you doing? Inner child chakras? What? So we just started noticing people taking notes and notes and notes. My clients are seeing the weight drop off of me. My joy shine brighter. They're like, what? Where's bitchy? What has happened? I just, some people still to this day are like, I miss her fucking person. I miss that personality, but it's like, you know, not healthy. So they could identify with their toxic traumas. And I was a, I was a blast, but I decided I'm, I'm transforming. I didn't know I was doing it. It was just happening. And clients were saying, what are you doing? What is happening? And I would just share, well, this is working and this is working. Do you, have you ever tried journaling? Do you journal? Like, have you pulled a card? Just started like sharing bits and pieces of my personal life and rituals that I was learning and experimenting. And over time, I realized I was repeating myself behind the chair. I was repeating myself on podcasts. And that's when I knew I was supposed to, and finally listen to the lesson. I'm supposed to get out from behind the chair and empower women, like finally embracing the calling. And that led me to create Shine School. It was the same self-love tools that I was using to transform myself, that I was witnessing have positive effects in my client's life as just as a like, here, girl, just leave that toxic narcissist here. Try this. Let's see what happens. And they were getting positive results. So years of practice, experimentation, not just on myself, but everyone who's willing to listen and just try something out, be curious, like I talked about. I've seen massive transformation and the reclamation of power and confidence and uh, just a, the flow of creativity through the women that I've witnessed um, that allowed fear to hold them back for so long. So I knew that as much as I loved being a hairdresser and doing hair and teaching and educating on hair, I was meant to share on how to love yourself because what I was finding in coaching hairdressers and, and women in business is that if they're not taking care of themselves, they can't do or operate to the level of leadership and power and embodiment that they are born to. And so Shine School is a collective of 40 plus videos of different techniques, modalities to develop your intuition, to make friends with your inner mean girl. There's a whole module on forgiveness because shit, what do we need it? You know what I mean? Right. And then, and then we finish with manifestation and how to attune your mind to get what you want and not focus on what you don't. And so shine school then turned into the Oracle deck because I'm like, well, shit, everyone knows what to do, but like, 
we aren't being consistent. How do I get people to be consistent? And so for me, consistency was the key that's missing. We all know to take care of ourselves. We all know to move our ass. We all know to meditate and breathe, but do we do it? And so consistency for me has been reading cards and Oracle decks and all the things. So I thought, why not take those self-love lessons and pour them into something beautiful and fun and sparkly that would inspire people to just pick it up because it's fun and cute, but actually the meanings and the lessons and the deep wisdom that is within the guidebook and all of that will actually like, you know, hit you in the soul where you need it's it. It's <laughs> so powerful. Yeah. And and it's approachable for women that are curious, <laughs> right? They're curious, but they have to, you know, I used to be very, it has to be tangible. I have to be able to see it and read it and, you know, and then, you know, unchating myself from that and allowing to allow my intuition to guide me and to make choices was the most freeing experience. And I'm still, you know, honing those skills. Um, and I was super curious because I was listening to your podcast, um, and you work with your husband and it seems like he, he does his own, um, hypnotherapy, but he he's running some aspects of your business. Is that right? I mean, he is definitely like the behind the scenes guy that has helped me build every business, to be honest. So I'm so grateful for um, just having that partnership and mentorship of like being able to be logical and business minded, because I've always been intuitive, just like, does it feel good? Is it fun? Fuck yeah, let's go. And he's very logical on paper and we need to bounce the two. And that's yeah. what we've always said. We need to work together. I feel like we're supposed to work together. I funny was enough, just we going... Yeah, I was going to ask, like, how is that dynamic? I mean, do you guys ever fight? Never. You, no, you, we really? did that in the beginning. Yeah, we did that in the beginning. And then we learned tools, how to communicate, what our love languages, what each other need. And, you know, after like two days silent treatment, I heard my internal intuition voice say, I just want to give him a hug. And I'm like, well, then why am I being a stubborn bitch and not talking to him? And that was just that moment where I was like, I've suffered enough. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to have a committed relationship. I didn't sign up for this partnership to fight. I'm literally here just to love you. And we had to learn communication skills. We had to understand how to hold space for each other and what each other need in that moment. And that just took time. So in the beginning, we fought a lot. Hell, he's my twin flame. We fought. I tried I throw a knife at his face at one point. Like we fought a lot, but I think we just got it out in the beginning and then realized we're only here to support each other. So do we fight? Absolutely never, which is awesome to say. Um, do we get annoyed with each other sometimes? Maybe around my moon time because I'm a little snappy and we know it. And he's a, he just takes it. He just, he just goes and plays video games. You know what I mean? Like he just knows when to walk away. He doesn't engage in the fighting. He doesn't engage. He just, because he used to be like, you're only good like one week out of the month. And then we learned menstrual cycles. Then we learned hormones. Then we learned that women go through phases of energy levels and how to balance that out to not be so fucking crazy. So um, yeah, we work together absolutely exclusively in the elevated life where we combine both of our knowledge and all the things together, but he is a huge part of the behind the scenes. He comes to my retreats. He facilitates the guided hypnosis meditations that we do throughout the workshop, mostly because I want to do them myself <laughs> being selfish here. I could lead them, but I'm like, but he can lead them and he's incredible. Like why not just soak that up? So he facilitates so much breath work, yoga, meditation, um, and then does his own hypnosis practice with, um, you know, high level business owners and 
athletes and people that can trickle down this wisdom and make a positive effect and a ripple effect. I mean, he'll work with anyone. Are you kidding me? But our mission is how can we help the leaders that are making a massive difference in the world and empower them with the tools that they need to be able to manage their stress and to control their mind. And something that I digress, something you said earlier, just triggered because we talk about that control. And you said you felt freedom when you started trusting your intuition. We think that we're, we're, I mean, control is a trauma response. So when we try to control everything, we think that that is us like being on top of the game, but only through experimentation practice and like time, you'll understand that when you do let go, when you do surrender and you start to build trust within yourself and trust in the universe playing out in your favor based on looking back at your life and realizing everything has been working out for your highest good along the way. I think all of that combined allows you that freedom to say, okay, I'm just going to try it out. I'm going to trust. I'm going to, it's like the first time you float in a pool where you're like, am I going to sink? And you just like, let go literally and start floating at the top of the pool. I think that when you learn to float, that's when you start moving to the flow of synchronicity in your life. And you recognize that you become this magnet for opportunity and people that need your support. I mean, we, we were going to work out last night or two nights ago, the night after noodles passed, we were going to work out at the gym at like 10 o'clock at night. We were like, fuck, we got to get this energy out. We got to move it. Like just, I don't want to sit here in, in sadness anymore. When we went down to the gym, our neighbors were hanging out in the hallway. It turned into a 1am conversation playing ukuleles in his apartment. So it's like, Spirit will move you to the place and the people and the things and the opportunity that you need when you stop trying to control and force it because you have a limited perspective of what's possible. And especially if it's based on your belief system and if there's fears involved. So I think it was beautiful. I just want to honor you for saying that. It's beautiful to see you allow yourself to let go, to trust the process and just to float and flow with life. Yeah. And everybody, um, it's scary as shit. So don't think that Brittany and I are waltzing through life and everything's easy because that's what I used to think. And that thought kept me stuck because Mm. I'm like, well, it's not easy for me, but it's easy for you. So good luck to you. And it's not available to me, but I think both of our message is it is available to everyone. Yeah. It's anything's possible it's equally available. It's not easier for anybody than others. In some respects, it might seem that way, but we all have our own gremlins, right? Our own demons and our own ego. And, and I think just listening to you, it's, it's obvious that you are well practiced at speaking to that within yourself and you are, and thus up leveled, you are elevated, and you are teaching that. And I just, I'm so inspired by your work. And um, I just, I, you know, I'm so honored and grateful that you shared that with me today, and um, the audience as well. Mm, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure and such a raw time of my own personal life. So to be able to share just what is coming through, I, it's beautiful for me to witness as well. So thank you for b- providing this safe space and doing the work that you're doing. I know how much work goes into creating podcasts to getting your message out into the world. It takes massive amount of courage and consistency. And the fact that you just show up and choose to commit to that every day is absolutely beautiful. And I think you're right. Uh, you know, I, I think about 10 years, 10 years ago, Brittany obviously was crazy enough to just try something out, but it was because I had enough people sit in my chair and say weird ass shit to me that I'm like, 
what chakras, what meditation, what is yoga? Like, what do you mean? Like it just kept showing up. So my advice to everyone listening, one, stay curious Two, give yourself permission to discover and get, and get curious about who your authentic self is. Ask that question. Who am I? What lights me up? What brings me joy? And when you can figure out what you stand for, what's your integrity? Where are your boundaries? Which definitely didn't happen overnight, y'all. Okay. But if you give yourself time and you plug into the right information, wisdom, mentors, you can buy, cut, bypass all the bullshit and just do the tools that work and that work for you. Like you adapt, you decide like, okay, maybe they do it this way, but I kind of want to do it this way. Like that's the trust within your authentic self that we have to develop. And we have to stop giving that power away to, well, Gabby Bernstein or Marie Forleo does it this way. Well, guess what? You're not them. I think you're not Oprah. You're not fucking, I don't even know who, I don't even know who people look up to. Okay. Like you're not those people. Like you are you. And it takes time to develop that. That's why we're here in this life. This life isn't to build a bunch of businesses and finances and like whatever the fuck this life is actually meant for you to discover who you are and to wake up to your power. All of the extra stuff is a distraction, but if you can focus and prioritize your spiritual growth and discovery and understanding, then all that other stuff that's out there will naturally build itself around you and come to you in a way. I mean, if you would ask me, like, are you going to host spiritual healing retreats in your lifetime? I would have laughed at you. I would have been like, I laughed at Chris when he said I was going to speak and empower women. I'm like, hell to the no. So what you're denying now, what is attracting to you now is possible for you. It like, I grew up in a trailer park. Okay. I never thought anything was, I like, I didn't have a blueprint. I did not have a vision. Um, So when you start to see like, there are people who are changing. There are people who are doing what you want to do. Instead of comparing yourself for me, I just say, well, if it's possible for her, then it's possible for me. And that's been the uh, approach that's allowed me to stay curious and just fail my way to success. I didn't plan to be here, but. (laughs) And you know what, Brittany, it takes courage to be you. It takes courage to be me and everybody that is inspired by this. It takes courage to be the true you and we acknowledge that as practitioners, as friends, as wives, as sisters, we, I love to see that mirrored in the people in my life. And when I do, I just know it's a gift um, that I'm happy to re-give. Mm, and that's so beautiful. And I think that's the thing. If our actions and attitude are what truly inspire others, then our job really here is easy. It's not about how can I control, help or fix or change everyone as the empath has spent so much of their life doing. It's how can I turn that energy inward on myself? And in turn, that is a a overflowing that inspires others to do the same with their free will. Going back to that conversation is we cannot change anyone that doesn't have a readiness for change that isn't willing. But when you set yourself and your life as the example, and you embody your integrity, that is what inspires other people to do the same. That is what inspires your children to do the same. It's not controlling them and telling them what to do or trying to fit them into a, well, this is how you need to communicate, or this is how you need to feel. It's really about creating that space for that discovery and understanding like we all are going to operate different. We all think differently. We all feel differently. And when we give ourselves all that permission and freedom to be our authentic self, that creates the ripple effect that I think is going to lead to 
I hope a hippie revolution of love, peace, and harmony because we need it. <laughs> I would love that. We can combine that with you know healing our hormones and our health, and we'll Absolutely. just have a we'll just have a big blowout um, Burning Man or something, um, <laughs> yes. Burning Woman maybe. Um, well, this has just been so inspiring. I, I appreciate your time. And uh, honestly, it just, um, you know, really it was touching that you spent your time um, and your, your precious space sharing that with us. So thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast. If this podcast has meant something to you, or maybe you learned something or wanted to share it with somebody that you love, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to follow me on all social media outlets on Instagram at holistic.hormone.specialist. And you can always check out my latest programs and offerings from my website, nourishingnutrition.net. See you next time.